Hello there. This is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey, everybody, it's Julie, and I'm so glad you're here on the Crunchy Christian Podcast, where we have fun talking crunchy coronola living and all things green and growing that God gave us. Today, we are going to talk about natural remedies for bug bites. Uh, We are going to talk first about some natural bug repellents, and then we'll get into mosquito bites and bee stings. So, let's get started. Uh, First... I just want to say that there are some little things that we can do to help um, protect our skin against bug bites in the first place. And those can be really simple things. Uh, Just wearing clothing, protective clothing that covers us can really be helpful. Uh, Long, light-colored clothing and sealing all of the entrances, so to speak, uh, you know, around your ankles and your wrists and wearing a handkerchief or something around your neck, uh, wearing a wide-brimmed hat, all of those kinds of things. When you're out in the woods, especially, or out in the open fields where there are a lot of bugs, um, those things can help to protect you, just doing those basic things. And wearing kind of tan or light colored pants. And it can also help you spot bugs that may be landing on you, especially ticks. We want to make sure that uh, we're always watching out for ticks. Uh, You can also be mindful of bugs when they're out the most. Mosquitoes really like to come out the most at dusk. You probably know that already. You probably can you know, sense that they're out, and we've heard that before, that um, that they are out mostly at dusk. And, and making sure that we aren't leaving little pools of water around, because that's where mosquitoes breed. Uh, their larval stage is in the water, and then they um, fly around as adults. So we want to minimize that by not having standing water around, especially around our homes. So getting rid of that. Or you can use those little pellets that you can just throw into the water and it disrupts their life cycle so that they don't develop properly and can't eat in the water. Uh, In addition to wearing long clothes and a hat, you can also use the natural bug repellent that we're going to talk about. Uh, we don't want to irritate our skin. We don't want to put poisons on our skin. Our skin is the largest organ of our bodies, and it is very porous. Uh, we may think it's it's sealed up and nothing can get in, but um, that's not true. It's it's very porous, and 
anything that we put on the skin can get inside just as much as the sweat and everything can go outside from inside of our body. So we want to be careful about what we put on our skin because it will soak in and then go into our bloodstream and could possibly poison us. Um, so we want to use things that will benefit our skin and that will also keep bugs away that they don't like. So one thing to remember about using any kind of bug spray, whether you're using a natural-based bug spray or whether you're using one of those uh, DEET bug sprays, D-E-E-T bug sprays, um, and the, the D-E-E-T stands for a, uh, a long chemical name that is hard to pronounce, <laughs> so I'm not going to repeat it. But I think we know what we're talking about. Those, you know, we think, oh, those are stronger because they kill bugs. They don't actually kill bugs. I visited one of the popular brand's websites, and they said that that is a myth, that uh, their bug spray does not kill bugs. It simply repels bugs just like a natural repellent does. Uh, and the percentage of DEET doesn't make it a stronger bug killer. It just means that it's going to last longer. So instead of lasting two hours, maybe it lasts 10 hours. That's the only difference. But DEET uh, is a chemical that was developed by the United States Department of Agriculture for military use as a broad spray um, insecticide uh, after the jungle experience of World War II over in um, in Asia. Uh, so it's <laughs> a lot of times the things that are developed for military use are not necessarily safe uh, for broad public use, especially since a lot of us don't necessarily look at the instructions very carefully and may apply it incorrectly on our skin. I uh, think about cleaners and how, you know, you're supposed to wear a mask, you're supposed to wear gloves, you're supposed to do all this. But how many of us actually do that if we're going to use those kinds of chemical cleaners? Very often we don't. Uh, so we have to be careful when we're using those and make sure that we understand that they don't necessarily work better. Uh, that is just a, a misperception. So, um if you want to make your own DIY natural bug spray, you can do it. If you really like those essential oils, uh, you can use those and use your favorite brand. Uh, you can take citronella. Now, we all heard, have heard of citronella, right? Uh, citronella candles and those citronella to, you know, uh, uh, lamps that you put up in your yard, uh, all of the, those little citronella-based things that we use to keep insects away. Well, that that can also, that comes in an oil, and you can include that in your natural bug spray. So we have citronella, clove, eucalyptus, rosemary, mint, lavender, and cedar. So you put about three or four drops of each of those oils in a four ounce spray bottle 
and fill the rest of the bottle up with water and just kind of shake it up. And every time you're going to use it, shake it up. And um, you just you can just spray that on your skin, uh, spray it on your hands, and and rub it on your skin too. You could do that, uh, especially with children. And um, but make sure you reapply every couple of hours, uh, and that is usually pretty effective. Uh, and the reason why it's effective is because essential oils are produced by plants to defend themselves against pesticides, like against pests, uh, bug pests and bacterial and viral pests. So if it's effective for them, it can be effective for us too. So think about that first. This another natural way that you can repel bugs is with apple cider vinegar. And that's a little surprising perhaps uh, to you to be able to use apple cider vinegar. Uh, you can just um, first test it on a small area to make sure that you're not allergic. Uh, but most people are not allergic. You can just rub that directly on your skin. I mean, it doesn't always smell so nice, but, um, but you can put it on your skin. And if you are using apple cider vinegar regularly in your diet, your, your bloodstream and your, the sense that your body emits will start to carry a little bit of that smell and it will repel the insects that way as well. Um, another, another thing that mosquitoes and flies really hate is the smell of garlic. And um, so that too, if you're eating a lot of fresh garlic, that will help to, uh, to repel mosquitoes. If your bloodstream is a little sugary because you have a high sugar diet, you may attract more mosquitoes than a person who is not. Uh, they've done some, some studies on this to see, well, what seems to attract mosquitoes to some people and not other people. And there is something about uh, the blood, there is something about the blood that attracts them to some and not others. And one, one hypothesis is that some people's blood just smells sweeter. And um, lactic acid is one of the things that mosquitoes are monitoring uh, when, um, when they're looking for a victim. So just keep that in mind. Uh, and lactic acid is, um, is emitted by your muscles. So, you know, as you are um, exercising and moving around. That's uh, what I have for the natural bug repellent. So let's say you're doing that, but you know, you forget to put it on after again, after two hours, or you have to be out at dusk, or um, you just, you, you just get bitten by bugs anyway, uh, which often happens, uh, you know, even if we are doing all those things, we still get bitten by bugs. So how do we help ourselves 
with those bug bites because they itch so bad and the, the little kids scratch at them till they get scabs and they're bleeding. And what about the bee stings? Because bees, we could be allergic to bee stings um, and that can be really hard. So what can we do with these bites and stings? So um, first of all, um, if you if you are allergic to bee stings, you need to be very careful. Just know that the more you wave or wave your arms around and try and you know get the bug away from you, the more they get agitated and the more likely it is that they're going to sting you. They see that as threatening behavior and they do release chemicals into the air that call other bees to let them know that they may be in danger. Um, so you don't want to agitate the bee more. Just move to another area um, and just leave them alone. But sometimes we do our best with those things and we still end up getting stung. So what can we do with that? So when I was a child uh, and I got stung by a bee on my foot, it was, it was kind of just walking around my sandals and I, I didn't know that there was a bee down there. And I, I think I must have stepped on it or something. I don't know. But it, it bit me on the top of my, well, it stung me, excuse me, on the top of my foot. And so the first thing that my mom did was make a paste with some meat tenderizer and just slap that right on there, a little poultice of meat tenderizer. And that, that did take care of it. It took care of the sting and the inflammation, and, um, and I felt better pretty quickly. Baking soda can work the same way. You can make a little paste out of the baking soda and a little water and put that on there, and that can work really well too. Um, Sometimes you get bites all over your body, and it might be better to just take an oatmeal bath. Believe it or not, oatmeal can be very soothing. And, um, you know, it's like swimming around in a giant bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't put, like, that much oats in there. But it, it it's like a very watery oatmeal soup. And, uh, you know, the, it can be very soothing. So try that if you have a lot of bites all over, especially with kids. We want to do something very gentle and mild for them. And that can be kind of fun, just swimming around with your oatmeal. You know? <laughs> um, some other things that uh, you can try um, is plantain. Plantain has been my go-to for itchy, rashy kinds of bites both mosquito and bee stings. And I'll tell you, you know, when you're out just walking around and you're not at home, it, it, what do you do if you get bit and it, it hurts and it's itchy? And I had that happen with my son. My, my son and I were out walking around in a field near the woods and, um, and he, he, got, he got stung on his shoulder by a bee and there was nothing around like I don't I don't have meat tenderizer with me for that I don't have baking soda or any of those kinds of things um I don't have I don't have much right uh, it's just me and nature and my son but I did find plantain of course
course. It grows all over the place. It's very weedy. So I just picked some leaves and chewed them up and just slapped that little, you know, poultice that I made with my chewed up plantain on my son's bee sting. And that really helped. The inflammation went down very quickly and he was amazed, of course, and that worked out very well for him. Uh, but you could also make something ahead of time and take that with you when you're out. And that would be a plantain and chickweed and chamomile ointment or salve. I, I like salve because it's easier to just... Um, infuse those herbs into oils rather than try to make something that's more like a lotion type thing. So you can take um, fresher dried herbs and infuse them into some olive oil. It basically means that you very gently warm them uh, while they're in the oil over the period of several hours. Um, I like to use dried better uh, because the fresh stuff, um, it still has water in it. And with the water in it, it, it can interfere with the oil. So I prefer to use the dried. Um, so you just, you make the oil, of course, and then you add some, uh, you can add some of the beeswax, some melted beeswax. And, you know, you test it with a spoon to see if it's a consistency that you like. Uh, so you can make that. And then, you know, when you have it, you just let it cool, put it in the jars and let it cool. And you, you have um, some ointment that you can use over larger surfaces of your body because nobody's going to cover their whole body with meat tenderizer. Uh, but you could cover quite a few bites with the plantain chickweed chamomile ointment. Sometimes it's nice to use carrot seed oil or something like that because it's very nourishing for the skin. Um, but um, the plantain ointment works very well. So I hope that you learned some new tips for that. There are some others, but um, we're out of time. Um, you can... Connect with me more on Facebook at Julie Naturally, or you can visit my website, julienaturally.com, uh, where we have some more information about uh, healthy living for you. That is a wrap, and I look forward to talking with you some more next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. Hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless. God bless.